0: Okay, Real Racing USA live is back. And, uh, we got the Don of Florida stock car racing with us right now, Don Narone. Don, how you doing tonight?
1: Doing just fine.
0: Don, Don? you unpacked your suitcase and now you got your
2: own track again. Is this an adventure that you're, uh, up for now?
1: Well, I guess I am. You know, I give you a, if you look at my career, it's probably all I've ever done, so it's not like a new idea to me. It's what I do. and uh, I've always really enjoyed this racetrack up here, and it's, it's really laid back, and the people are real nice. Heck, I, uh, every time I ever came up here, I didn't want to go home, so I might as well just stay.
2: And that Columbia Motorsports Park is, uh, right near Lake City, Florida, near 75 and, uh, and I-10 up there, uh, in North, North Florida, for folks that don't know. And, uh, so, Don, you took it over about a month ago. What kind of things you got uh, going on or changes you're already implementing up there?
1: <laughs> well, I are some questions for you. Well, let me see. I've got so many of them, I'm not going to list them all out.
2: Well, I heard you were turning it into a dirt
0: track. Yeah, I fell for that one.
1: Yeah, yeah we, 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 we're we going to turn part of the infield into a into an eighth-mile go-kart track start for the kids and start doing some Friday night go-kart racing up here, which is one of the trends in the area. They don't have a go-kart track anywhere real close by. Um started to do some other crazy promotions, you know. Uh, you got to realize this racetrack is an area where it doesn't impact much of anybody in the, in the asphalt racing business. Uh, the nearest place, I guess, is uh, is Bronson. It's a little racetrack. Uh, as far as big racetracks, uh, there's one in Georgia. But these people don't travel around too much. It's kind of just a little local uh, stock car track. It's uh, a little behind its time, and I love it that way.
0: You know, I, I when you talk to the guys that really go fast, like the super late mile guys and, and and the sprint car guys, they absolutely love that racetrack.
1: It's a side by side racetrack. Uh, of all the big racetracks, it's the one place where lead follower get out of the way. You see a lot of passing here. the The weekly divisions here, you know, where our car counts are real small. There's not a whole lot of cars up here, but. But uh, they're all competitive. They all run together all the time. The racetrack make makes cars competitive.
0: Right, and yeah, uh, I talked to a guy, uh, Jim, down here that De- De- uh, hangs around with John down here at DeSoto, and uh, he was telling me about when that track was built. I mean, they literally were out there with the plane making sure that it was completely level. I don't know about that. <laughs> so what's it what's it like, Don? Uh, now that you you got the Tour Series. And you're running a racetrack.
1: I, I'm in heaven. I've only got one racetrack to run instead of three, so actually, there's less work for me to do. I used to run all three of them and the tour, and it just got so hectic that uh, uh, you really can't get anything done, and you just get behind and you get frustrated. And, and now it's easier for me to focus on the stuff that I'm doing. We've got we've got some new short track ideas that nobody's ever heard of before. That that uh, you know, we sit around and try to think up uh, new ideas. So many things I see everybody doing. Well, already tried years ago as time went. And can we find new things? Well, come on, somebody think up something new. Well, Tim came up with a great idea. We're gonna, actually going to raise the purse here. Uh, we're going to raise the purse, uh, substantially, I hope, a CAD register race. You ever hear of such a thing?
0: Mm, no, not familiar. Oh, Tim, oh, Cha-ching. There.
1: A CAD register? What is that? You know, mm. There's actually uh, two CAD registers at the front ticket booth. And uh, when you come into the racetrack, you're going to be voting for your favorite race car. Uh, I'm coming for Tom Jones, the 06. That means Tom Jones went out and found some fans and brought him to the racetrack. Come watch me race. And $2 of every of every ticket that he gets to come to the racetrack goes back into his race car. Not into the purse total, but that individual race car. Next week when he comes, there's will envelope open the back gate for how many fans he brought. It's called sharing the front gate. Uh, you know, you could have a guy, we run a, uh, a class of uh, six-cylinder, front-wheel drive cars here called Hornets, and they race for a trophy. The last place a guy could, could seemingly make $100. That's a new idea.
0: And that's a, that's a way to bring fans to the, to the stands.
1: Poor Bobby Deal. He didn't think of that one. <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
2: yeah, well... The minute he hears about it, he might be putting it in. You never know. I'm
1: sure he. I'm sure he will. But obviously, that's, <laughs> yes, that was a really neat idea. That was one that the boys came up with, and, and I thought it kind uh, of had some merit. We're also going to go to work on, uh, you know, we have uh, the class of cars in the in the in the state. We're actually going to change a little bit of that around. We're going to try to re-engineer the wheel. Uh, we're going to start with one class, uh, probably going to be a wheel modified, and we're going to go back to economy. Racing econo mods, which is what they were when they originally started, it was a great thing. There were plenty of cars around, and everybody enjoyed doing it. And one at a time, the motors changed one rule until they got them to where a pretty expensive. Class, we're gonna to try to go back to what they used to be.
2: Give us an idea of that. Give me an idea, Don. What what what's the deal? Like like how 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 inexpensive can you get the modifieds?
1: Uh, I get them inexpensive enough. Well, it's it's in a theory. The theory is everything that. Everybody's already got race cars out there. Well, Keep the race car you got. Uh, everybody's spending money on motors, and we're just going to take all the money out of the motor. And to guarantee that we take the money out of the motor, and I'm talking about a real expen- inexpensive motor, I'm going to guess, I'm going to take a guess, make a number. $2,000 motor, you modified, and uh, every week that, that you race, we're going to draw a number out of the hat, and you're going to take yours out and take the one that's on the floor. And then uh, I'm going to take the one I took out. It's on the floor. And every week, somebody, first place, last place, we don't care who it is, gets a motor. It only takes about 15 minutes to get one out of those things the way we're going to do it. So if you want to cheat up your motor, cheat it up all you want to because your friend's going to get to run it. You won't.
2: Okay.
1: So you're going to cheat your motor up so your competitor can have it? Go ahead.
2: Well, I'll tell you, if anything you could do to get, like, if you get... Fifteen modifieds, I mean, that would be a, a lot more than you have now. And if you had 15 modifieds out there every week or so at, at Columbia Motorsports Park, that would add one hell of a of show show quality to the show, no doubt. That's, a,
1: that's exactly what we have in mind. I'm going to design a, a body form that's made out of three pieces of aluminum and one piece of Lexan. I'm going to draw it out on a piece of paper form and so say, here it is. You can cut that metal any way you want. Here's how much metal you get to use: three sheets, three sheets of aluminum, one sheet of lexan.
2: Is he pulling our leg? Is he pulling our leg because it's 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 uh, April Fool's Day?
0: It don't sound like it. Okay. Of course, it's hard to tell with Don. <laughs> 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 that's
1: funny. So, I,
0: I, are you going to change the basic modifieds, like you know the Jimmy Cope cars and the other cars? No, or no,
1: that's exactly what you can use. Yeah. Have, have them on, have them on the uh, on the most inexpensive racing tire we can put them on, and uh, uh, have them on the cheapest absolute motor that we can get, and the cheapest carburetor, and the cheapest distributor, and I'm talking about as inexpensive as we can build the thing.
0: The way that they the modifieds that started out,
1: the way the modifieds started out is they start out with a three hundred and fifty dollars engine claim, and people actually claimed them, and people actually built you know cheap motors, right. And, uh, that's exactly what we're gonna do. We're gonna make a set of rules for a, for a truly cheap motor. And they have a new way of policing it. And, uh, and the second thing is, man, if you cheat it up, your buddy's gonna be running it. you you're not gonna get to keep it. If you got a, if you're really a good driver, uh, you got a good car, uh, you can come out here and win some races. If you wanna come have fun, you can do that too. And nobody's gonna spend any money at it. I don't care how much money you spend when we get little motors and, 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 uh, you know, like treaded street stock tires on them. Everybody can compete. There you go. Will that bring them back out of the garages? I hope so. Is it going to bring the, the, uh, is this something that's going to be going after the, the pro mod idea? Absolutely not. They're, those guys have got good cars, they're good racers, and they've got their program. I'm happy with that too. So what about the little guy? What, what's the little guy get for a race car? There's only about two choices. He's either got a southern sportsman or, like an econo mod. Those are the two. Those are the two cars of the future, in my opinion.
0: And there's they. Uh, there is plenty of modified sitting in garages right now. Oh yeah, there's a ton of them. Well, you know,
2: we talked to uh, on Inside Florida Racing last night. Don, we talked with uh, Mike uh, Bresnahan, who built himself a dirt car. And uh, when uh, Rob uh, Elting asked him how how much he had in it, he he didn't tell us, but he said it was less than twenty five. He said he had about. I'm not mistaken. He said he had around five in the motor, something like that. And uh, you know, that's uh, he he went out and won a race in that his first time out. But but here he is running a dirt late model, and uh, he's there's guys out there running sportsmen and asphalt that's spending more money now.
1: Realize something about you asked the wrong guy. Mike Bresnahan ran the same motor. Nine years. Right. In his super late model. He, if somebody thinks that that was a high dollar team, you're wrong. He didn't have any of the race car that he used that he won most of those races with all the years it was an old car back from the early eighties. Sure. Uh, he's never spent any money on his race he doesn't have any. So he have a lot of a whole lot of money and big sponsors, he doesn't have any money to spend.
2: Yeah, so but but he's still the point is they still looking and, and there's a lot of guys like Mike and they're still looking for ways to make it more affordable so they can stay in it because they have to satisfy mom.
1: There's so few people around like Mike. Guys that can, uh, that can take nothing and win races. I mean, there's not a whole lot of them around. I mean, real, real low-budget teams that are very competitive when they show up. Tommy, the 77 car, super late model. There's another one. He doesn't spend a lot of money on that race car, and it's competitive when it comes to racetrack. But uh you race against Mike Bresnaham, you had your hands full. The guy always ran up front. He's a one of my heroes. That's a as good a racer as I've ever known.
0: Yeah, Mike and Mike can put it up, pick him up and put him down just about any racetrack here in the state.
1: Yeah, any any way you want to go about it. Now was talk about dirt. Well that was his first experience of dirt. How'd he do?
0: He won. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> he won. Uh tell us a little bit about what we can expect Friday night for Sunbelt Race.
1: I don't know. I guess we're going to have a Sunbow race Friday night at Orlando Speed World, and I'm I'm sure it's going to be a good one, no doubt in my mind. I, I expect about 20 cars there, which is about the normal for Orlando. Uh, Orlando's uh, Orlando's so round it's so fast, that's probably the toughest place in Florida to race right now, especially with a super late model, because you carry so much turn speed. Uh, although there's plenty of traction, the racetrack's good and smooth. Uh, and when something happens, it's just hard to miss it
0: just because you got so much momentum built up.
1: Yeah, you're coming off of turn four and somebody wrecks in turn one. You're in turn one before you know it. You whole know, straight away to see the wreck and, and try to find somebody not to be in it. When they put the apron around the bottom of that racetrack, that helped a bunch. They had to put the apron in. That saved a lot of race cars places to hide, but uh, I think we'll have a
0: bang-up show. Well, hopefully it ain't bang-up, bang-up, but uh, it, it should be a good race.
1: Saturday night, uh, Columbia's going to have the, the Goodyear Challenge and... Uh, all the boys from Miami are coming. I've been talking to them. Uh, got a bunch of teams coming for that deal. This uh, and that's going to be a heck of a show here. They always put on a good show here.
2: Yeah, you, you know, uh, Jessica Murphy's going to win one of them races here real soon.
1: Uh, you want to bet on this one?
2: <laughs> what do you think?
1: <laughs> <laughs> yes. Well, this probably I can't bet on my own races. Doggone it, <laughs> that wouldn't be fair. Yeah, if she got a good chance, anybody to win the car that she's driving. Actually, uh, won here last year. Uh, that's a good start. That's actually Burkhalter's old car, and uh, that car actually won, actually won here last year. Uh, she got Dick it and Burkhalter both helping her crew it, so she's plenty fast. If they can just uh, if they can keep her head right, uh, she's gonna win some races.
2: Now, this is isn't this the first time? I mean, you're really hands on here now. This This isn't like uh, you know, you're not working through other general managers. You, you're you're being the general manager. You're running the track. It's it's your baby. Um, isn't this a little different now than what you were doing before? And, and, I mean, it's been a while since you actually had this role, isn't
1: it? Uh, I think 12 years now or maybe a little longer than that, 10, 11, 12. Maybe 12 years ago since I actually was uh, responsible totally for a racetrack as, as an entity, yeah. Although I, uh, for the first couple of years I, uh, uh, working for Robert, I did do that in Orlando. About two years in Orlando, I just did nothing when I hired on there. I did nothing but work on the Sunbelt Tour and Orlando Speed Rail. I had nothing to do with New Smyrna for about two years. And, and uh, so it's really not that long, but it's always the same. It's, it's great. It's a great feeling. It's a lot of fun, uh, a lot of heartache, a lot of work, but uh, we're starting to get the place to look a little better. And, Yeah, I'm cutting grass and riding around on a loader and driving a backhoe and run off in the office to get the work done. and Try to do all things, be all things to all people, and I enjoy every minute of it. I know. For me to do one racetrack like this? Yes. uh, Actually, like retirement.
2: Oh. Now, you said a couple years ago you were going to retire. You're not retiring.
1: Right here. This is Retirement. (laughs) I have my sixtieth birthday. Two more years. I'm re- I'm retired right up here in Lake City. I'll be out sitting out here on the porch watching uh, Jack mow the grass. <laughs> yeah.
2: So uh what is uh we what is the absolute latest in the uh the motor wars situation?
1: Well, let me see. They dynoed... uh they went to McGonagall's shop who builds the motor in the north and they took one of our motors and his motor Jack Lannis took his over there and stood by and they dyno both of them the strangest thing happens and I couldn't imagine how this happens <laughs> theirs dyno'd uh, almost 600 well that's what ours dyno's here but ours dynoed. 650, 640 something. So there was almost 50 horsepower difference between the two. Now here, here on our dyno, our dyno 600, there's dynos about 45 horse less than that. So in reality, there's not a problem. They actually both dynoed the same difference as they did here. They just dynoed 50 horsepower or more. Those are engine builders. Uh, you can adjust a the dyno. Uh, it's, it's, there's not a sure thing. You can adjust a dyno. Get outside the specs of it. Make a motor read anything you want to make a read. You make a, a six hundred horsepower motor read seven hundred, uh, but we're not going to argue the point. The point is that they both dynoed the same, but dyno the same as they would here in difference. It's about forty-five horsepower, and the reason for that is, uh, well, one thing they've got a hydraulic camshaft in theirs, which is uh, limiting the horsepower a little bit. So ours is a little better than theirs. Here's the sad part of it all. Everybody, you hear nothing but talking about putting chips in these motors. Isn't that the big deal? Right. Don, Don should put a chip in his motor?
2: That's a big deal.
1: If they come up north, they want to run, they got to put a chip in them. Well, put a chip in them. 7,400 RPM, mine quit making horsepower. Isn't so, that The spec, so spec motor that fast car runs at 7,400 RPM just quit making horsepower. Now, there's guys that turn them 8,200, but it doesn't do any good. If you turn a McGonagall motor 8,200, it would blow up. It would have long been blown up. About 7,600, it gives up valve springs and stuff starts jumping out of it. The In reality, if you take their price sheet of the parts they have and our price sheet for the parts that we have, we have spent $2,000 more on internal parts so that it won't blow up that they didn't spend because they put a rev limiter in it keep it from blowing up in reality that means they're making two more thousand dollars a motor than we do you're buying less of a product for more money so they could put a chip in and stop it from blowing up so their idea of a chip isn't exactly the right
0: idea isn't isn't that what they want to limit it to 7400 RPM anyway
1: yeah (laughs) (laughs) yeah
0: so what's the big deal I just don't get it
1: what I don't get what I don't what I don't get at all they start out in the Snowball Derby, and, and, you know, they've never really tested one of our motors, even seen it run, or ever let one run. They came out with this deal because somebody told them, well, they're dominating all the races in Florida with these motors. Well, I guess they are. When eight out of the, when I guess eight out of the top ten teams have got one, I guess they're going to win most of the races, aren't they?
2: Right? Yep. You
1: know what I'm saying?
2: Didn't Wayne?
1: If you go to a, a Sunbelt race, there's 15 spec motors there. There's two nine to ones and two steel steel-headed motors. Guess he's going to win the races?
2: So, like, Wayne Anderson just recently ran at New Smyrna in the Bright House Challenge Series. If I'm not mistaken, he was, like, really fast, maybe fast time even. And I think he finished second. Second in the race. To Tim uh, Russell. Tim Russell.
1: With with a McGonagall motor, yeah.
2: Maybe we ought to get you and and Wayne Anderson on, on the show one night together to just, like, get to the bottom of this.
1: I'd love to
0: think that would be a good idea
1: he's a uh, he's on the war path uh uh telling everybody in the world about uh how unfair our motors are he doesn't have one
0: <laughs> <laughs> yet he finished second with his
1: he finished second with the McGonagall. right yeah
0: yeah and uh, see i can't i just can't you know all these guys we've talked to over the time and you know we sat down and talked there for a little bit and the, their whole deal was you know wanting to chip it at 7400 well Damn, the damn thing stops making horsepower at 7,400. Go ahead. Yeah, but then on the other hand, they say, well, so what's the deal? Put a chip in it. So put a chip in it to race up north, right?
1: Put a chip in it to race up north. I don't care.
0: Yeah, well, I don't understand. Don't, don't, it's...
1: Put a chip, don't put a chip in the McGonagall when you race down here. I don't care.
2: Yeah. I was talking to a guy up
1: Here's the thing. Here's the part about this. All this has been going on and has kept going on. The McGonagall motor that they're running up there and the motor that we run, We're both engineered within the same 30 days, and the theory of both of them, how they're built, is exactly the same. We didn't know they were doing it, they didn't know we were doing it. So we came up with the same idea, the same theory at the same time, and all of a sudden mine's supposed to be bad and theirs is supposed to be good. But here's a game for you. Why would I care, any way, shape, or form? Because I don't make one nickel on our motors. It's not a financial thing for me. I don't get paid if you buy more of them. I to get more race cars. Why would I care if the very first one of my motors ever went to Indianapolis and ran or to Pensacola and ran? I should think that I don't want them to go there. The average promoter would say, I don't want my cars to go up there and make them illegal. So try this out. If anybody's listening from up there, please make all my motors up there illegal. (laughs) You know what I mean?
2: Trust, trust me, they are listening.
1: Up there. <laughs> Please, all my motors must be illegal in Indianapolis, and in Pensacola, in Alabama. Oh, by the way, the McGonagall motor is legal here. Please come down and race with us. We need cars in Florida.
0: And and I mean that—that's that, what doesn't make sense to me. All their motors from up there can come down here and run. Rick, you know we they are so—they're so, so afraid of our motors. Rick, we are. going to have to hire our own. Motor expert here. That's all I can say. Yeah, but say. You, do you remember a few years ago
1: when <laughs> you don't, we... You don't, you don't need a motor expert. Here's what happens. About five years ago, they said the reason that people don't come down up north is, is because they can't win. Well, why can't they win? Well, your bodies are different. Right. A, new, a whole new thing was created called ABC Body, an organization, to make all the bodies the same. That'll get them to come down here. Well, there wouldn't very many more come. And when they did come, they got their butts kicked and went home. Okay, That didn't work. Well, you know what's wrong? It's the rules. The rules down there are so much different. I said, okay, okay, we'll do. We're in the north-south race. We use your rules. Matter of fact, we use your tech, guys. You tech the cars. You can check my cars, and I don't even look at yours. And they still got their butts kicked. Then they came back and said, well, it's this tire thing. Your guys are soaking tires in the cheap. We'll stop. I guarantee I can stop that. We went the tire impound completely right down to the minute before the race. They still got their butts kicked. Now it's going to be something new. Now it's going to be the motor again. Now we go go back to this motor. realize when this whole thing started, everybody was running 9-to-1 steel-headed motors. The Fords that Fritz were running, he was wearing them out. The dyno are a bunch. 50 horsepower better than mine. I mean, I had ours built in the middle. I wanted a dyno the same as a 9-to-1. didn't have to be as good as a Ford. And it is right where it's at. <laughs> the point is that... We race at these racetracks so many times in a year. There's so much racing going on down here over a longer period of time. Uh, These guys got their stuff together. Now, when Ben Rowe comes down here, and they're robots now. They're on the game, aren't they? Yeah, they are. Ain't no problem there because they race hard up there, too.
0: The Hoffman crew is, too.
1: You saw the car that ran second in the Speed Fest?
0: Right.
2: Eddie's on it, man. Eddie Hoffman's definitely on it.
1: That was a McGonagall Motor. They ran second. And when we took it apart to check it, we could p and it and whistle it. We took the valve spring parts out of the valley. It was only run on seven cylinders. Oh. Damn. It's not the motor. It's a combination of everything that makes a race car fast. If a motor to make a race car fast, everybody just have a motor. It ain't the motor. It's the excuse. Today, the motor's the excuse. That's all it is. A good race car will go fast and take one spark plug off of it.
0: You can't put a chip in the helmet.
1: Wayne An- Wayne Anderson took a motor out of his car that was probably with dyno, I'm going to guess, 6 uh, on our dyno, 640 or 650 on our dyno, 600. I bet you his 9 to 1 on the dyno was four, at least 40 horsepower better than ours, and he put one in it was 50 horsepower less than ours and ran second. Now, he hasn't run up front with his 9 to 1. He's been back farther back than second. You scratch your head and you say, no, wait a minute, what's that all about? These motors that we're using have a real heavy crank chip and so does, so does the McGonagall. It's like built-in traction control. The motor doesn't want to spin the tires. It wants to go faster down the straightaway, don't want to spin the tires. You talk to all these guys and say, well, you know what? What about just putting a heavy crank chip in your other motor? Well, that, that's blasphemy. We know that won't work. But that's basically all it is. Yeah, It's uh, the horsepower curve and the amount of torque it makes. It makes a ton of torque. And it's not strong off the bottom.
2: Well, there you go.
1: And, mm-hmm. and, it's, and it's idiot proof, and it, it cost uh, well sixteen thousand dollars for one of those. What's a nine to one cost? Uh, Daryl Sheldon's dead. I'm gonna speak for him, and he probably get mad at me for talking about him. for are talking yesterday, and uh, they got a steel headed motor. They just had it rebuilt. I said, what? You know, I hate those spec motors. You run any kind you want. It's open for whatever you want to get. But what it costs you to rebuild your steel-headed motor is more than it costs to buy a spec motor. The reason there's so many of them out there isn't because they were so much better. People bought them because, you know, Finney, he had a a 9-to-1 that he had just gotten freshened up. The guy charged him $16,000 to freshen it, and it just didn't run good. Uh, You got a broken motor? A 9-to-1, and somebody wants $38,000 for a 9-to-1, and you had a race car, what would you do? There's no doubt. You buy one for sixteen, and they're not breaking them. That's the right one to have.
0: Well, like Jeff we Shilquette said. We trouble
1: to build a program that made it so you could keep what you got. And when what you got was broke, you'd probably buy one of these and try to keep everyone equal playing field, and that's what we did. And nobody thought anything of it until all of a sudden everybody started breaking their stuff and started buying them. I was like, you can't win without one. Well, I don't know
0: about that. Yeah, well, like Showcat said, and, you know, with his uh, progressive motor, his spec motor, he said he'd be willing to for anybody to pull the motor out of his car and put a new spec motor in, and he'll trade motors with him, and, and he has all and, the confidence in the world. And him.
2: I've had and I've had six race car drivers now. Count them. I've had six. Tell me, he says that, but he wouldn't do it.
1: All right, let me try this out for you. Tell all six of them. Okay. Ask, go to Timmy Russell's car. Mm-hmm. Go to uh, the other car you were just talking about. Jeff. Okay, Jeff yeah. okay. Go to Dick Anderson's car. Go to David Rogers' car. Go to anybody that I have that wins a race with a spec motor. Okay, and I promise you, he will trade. Not maybe. Not he was just talking. Don Arone said.
0: Don Arone said.
1: Trade. He will trade. He will trade, because if he won't trade for a new one, then he must be cheating. I'll take it apart in a thousand pieces. Give it back.
0: <laughs> <laughs>
1: Every one of the buyers uh, knows when they get it, okay? That any time I want to trade it, I will, and they're all for it. Just, no, I don't want you to trade me some piece of junk and somebody's wore out. I said I agree with that completely. So, it, okay, so you go, you go buy a brand new one from any one of the three engine builders and show up for the racetrack and say, "I want that one. It's yours, not just your cat's. Any one of them you want.
0: You pick it. Okay. There you have it. And Don
2: Neron said. And Don Neron said so. Yep. All right, Don. I'll tell you what. We'll, we'll get in touch with Wayne here in the next uh, week or so, a couple of weeks. And uh, we'll follow this thing because I'll tell you, we're you know, this is being talked about all over the South, Midwest, wherever. I mean, it, this is a big topic. And uh, we'll get with Wayne see what he has to say about it.
1: I'll bring you some more. There's a – you ought to get the bunch of some one of the boys in Georgia to come along on. Oh yeah. This game too. Oh yeah. <laughs> there's a there's a couple of neat things going on up up through there that kind of got out of hand. The whole uh, the whole idea of, of sealed, mo- <clears throat> sealed motors, crate motors, uh, it was it was a great idea in, in its concept, uh, but I'm getting a little nervous about it now because it looks like our Chevrolet crate motor program ain't too good everybody's playing with them. Now we got to go back through that program. That's why I wasn't so forward to start with because it, there's some, it's doggone hard to take. But now what we're doing and forewarned if you listen to the radio you have a Chevrolet uh, crate motor, okay? We've bought a whole big old box of tools to start working on those things to make sure that they're right. Think about that one. You remember hearing all that when this whole thing started how cheap they are Right, well if you don't spend ten thousand dollars on one of those, you ain't got nothing. And that's got to stop. You gotta stop in the trucks. You need to stop in the late models. If you're gonna supposedly have a four hundred and fifty horsepower crate motor in there and you take a weight break for it, that's what you should have in there.
0: or or you fall prey to Don's auction house.
1: Yeah, Don's <laughs> auction
0: house. Yeah. Yeah. Okay.
1: You think can you think of a better way of policing and I'm bored.
0: Oh, that's, that sounds good to me.
1: The trading them is a, is a great thing. That's a great police thing right there. That's why that's actually verbally in our in our rule program that says we will trade them. There you go. Uh, and I promise you that uh, all three engine builders know that and will be very happy to trade them. Not a one of them will say, when you go to buy one, call any one of them. And see if one of them will tell you it's better than, that theirs is better than somebody else's. They can't be. They all get the same pieces and put them together identically. There's there's no difference. I'd say the reason Steve has sold so many progressives is because he's uh, probably a little better funded or whatever. He's always got one on the floor. If you yeah. call him up and say, I want one, he'll deliver you one.
0: Yeah, I think or, I saw, like,
1: he'll deliver you two, you know?
0: Ten of them up at uh, Lakeland. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Exactly. Well,
1: I don't know that he had ten, but he had a bunch.
0: He had a bunch of them.
2: All right, Don, I'll tell you what, we're going to have to run. We've got to talk to Casey Smith, uh, late model driver, super late model driver from... Uh, who won a championship at Op Alabama and Mobile Speedway last year? And uh, we're going to talk to him. But I tell you, uh, we'll, we'll get... see
0: you Don Friday at uh, Orlando. Yeah, we'll
2: see Friday at Orlando.
0: See you Friday.
1: I'll be there with bells on.
2: All right. All right. Thanks, Don. Go.